Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, Parlor, and Instagram. And of course, be sure to visit www.mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. You have a stigma on you that well, you're a coal miner, you're not educated, you're out of your realm. This is this is my family. Well, my hope is in God, that's my future. I'm Bo Copley. Nice to meet you. I'm running for U.S. Senate. Bo Copley. I'm running for U.S. Senate. I am running for U.S. Senate. If you've never ran for an office before, why in the world are you running for U.S. Senate? I come from trees stand tall. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 295. Releasing October 6 on demand is the campaign of Minor Bow, a documentary that chronicles the 2008 U.S. Republican Senate candidacy of Bo Copley, an unemployed miner from West Virginia who rose to national prominence after his interaction with Hillary Clinton during a town hall meeting in his home state. A fascinating look at the American political machine as told through a grassroots campaign. The campaign of Minor Bow also delves into the notion, if one man can make a difference in a system where money and marketing are the keys to political success. Joining me now is the director of the campaign of Minor Bow, Todd Dresner. Todd, I thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, Todd, you are calling from Brooklyn, New York. That's where you're based. And in many ways, politically, culturally, it's a world away from West Virginia, where Bo Copley is from. I'm just curious, what was it that really drew you to Bo's story, um, especially that you wanted to put in the time and resources to make a documentary about him? Well, uh, it really had its roots in the 2016 presidential election, which I experienced, as you said, in Brooklyn. And that is a very left-leaning part of a very left-leaning city. And uh, everyone that I know, my friends and family, uh, voted for Hillary Clinton. We expected her to win, as I think most people did, no matter who they voted for. Mm. And in the aftermath of that that election, it was clear to me that something had taken place in the country that I didn't quite understand. And so I was looking for a project that um, I might be able to go somewhere else and make a a film about someone very different from me. And I came across Bo Copley because he was featured in an article in the New York Times about a month after the election, uh, which was just about Trump had promised to coal mining country and whether he was going to be able to live up to that. And that led me to see Bo's meeting, which happened in May of 2016, where he met Hillary Clinton and talked to her about what coal meant to him and his family. And that sort of had propelled him to uh, getting some fame, uh, going viral a bit during the 2016 election. And so I got in touch with him and eventually he made the decision that he was going to run for the Republican nomination for U.S. Senate in West Virginia. And that just seemed like a very interesting story to me. A campaign gives you an automatic beginning, middle, and end for your film. And all of the questions that I wanted to explore about what was going on in the country, I I thought would fit very well into that narrative. And so we had a few more conversations. Unfortunately, he agreed to let me film the campaign. 
Bo was getting quite a bit of national attention at that time from what you mentioned before about um, what happened with him and Hillary Clinton. When you approach him um, and with the idea of making a documentary, what is his reaction to something like that? Like at that time, he's mentioned, he's featured in interviews, there are articles written about him. Was he open to doing this or was he kind of like thinking there might be a little bit too much going on uh, in his life at that time? Because it seems to me that he's a very kind of uh, genuine private person. So in, in, I don't want to put any type of a stereotype on it, but I'd imagine that people maybe from more from red states would be a bit suspicious of filmmakers, especially coming from a blue state such as yours. Yeah, I think that's right. And he did have some of that reaction. By the time I approached him, the election was over. So his sort of moment of uh, fame was perhaps a little bit past because, you know, there was just less uh, reason for someone to put him on and and talk about his meeting with Hillary Clinton now that she had lost. Uh, But at the same time, he had had a lot of experience doing television interviews, doing newspaper interviews and talking to people who were not from West Virginia. Um, But I think he was trying to figure out what he might be able to do to in some way capitalize on uh, the notoriety he had gained and so at first, there he was thinking, was there something that would be financially uh, remunerative to him because he was out of work? And so I think he was hesitant about the documentary because he didn't want to preclude any other opportunities for himself. But then he decided that he was going to run for U.S. Senate, and that obviously uh, took precedence um, over any uh, job he was going to take. Uh, basically, his job was going to be running for office. And... I just had to talk to him and to his campaign manager and say, look, I'm not coming in to do a hit job. I'm interested in your story. I was very upfront that I didn't agree with him politically. uh, But I I said, I want to see where this campaign goes. And it's a very interesting thing, regardless of anyone's political beliefs for someone with his background, unemployed, a coal miner, a working class person without a lot of money or connections in the political world for someone like that to to think that they would have a chance to win an office as significant as U.S. Senator. Um, that's just, that's kind of a bold thought that he had. And I want, I thought it would be an interesting story even outside of the politics. So fortunately I was sincere when I said I didn't want to do a hit job on him. And over the course of a few conversations, he uh, came to believe that. And so that's I think what led him to allow me to do the film. You just mentioned then the big task ahead of him in regards to getting into the political game. Um, he, in the documentary, he makes mention that he's the David going against the Goliath um, in this battle. Um, I think what really struck me when watching the movie, and a lot of people will as well, is that Bo is a genuinely nice person. Um, but it did feel like he was out of his depth because the political machine you know, sometimes you need to get dirty and you need to have that backing, especially financially, uh, to get in front of people, especially in front of the press. When watching Bo go through this process, do you think that maybe at times he regretted putting his foot into these, I guess you could say, shark-infested waters, especially considering that he himself did not want to really... Uh, played the political game that so many other people, his other candidates, for example, were playing? There were certainly times that he got frustrated and uh, he, at the beginning, was very uncomfortable around 
approaching strangers and that sort of thing. Um, you know, the cynical way to put it is that he was too nice for politics. He is very nice and very genuine. And sometimes you need to have that killer instinct if you're going to be successful in a campaign. But I don't think he ever regretted it for the reason uh, that he is an extraordinarily religious man. And mm-hmm. from his point of view, he felt that God had told him to get into this campaign. Yep. Uh, and the reason he felt that way is because at the same meeting where he met Hillary Clinton was the Democratic senator from West Virginia, Joe Manchin, who was there to support Hillary Clinton. And Trump went on to win West Virginia in 2016 by 42 points. And Bo's feeling was that this indicated that Senator Manchin was out of touch with his constituents. And he thought, wouldn't it be poetic justice for someone who was sitting at that meeting with him and with Hillary Clinton to go on to beat him? So he really felt like... uh, this was God's plan for him and his highest aspiration in his life is to do what he thinks God is telling him to do, even if on the surface and to outsiders, it appears to be a crazy thing, which a lot of people told him it was, but he was happy because he felt like he was following God's uh, direction. And so as difficult as the campaign was, I think he always held on to that and that kept him going. You, you yourself are an independent filmmaker, and I, I talk to many independent filmmakers, and there's always that uh, struggle to make an impact in the market, especially a market that's really dominated by big studio movies. Having said that, do you feel some type of connection or even empathy towards Bo, uh, he himself running a grassroots campaign? Is that similar in many ways to for you example going out there marketing let's put this film out there as an example marketing this film in a very big uh market where you're going to up against all types of uh studio releases streaming releases do you feel the, a certain sense of connection and empathy there with him yeah i think that's a good way to put it and i was very conscious during the filming that i was coming in as a, an outsider there's a, a lot of reading that I did about the history of West Virginia and coal mining and what was called uh, extractive practices, which is basically that these big coal companies that are not headquartered in West Virginia would buy up all the coal mines there, exploit the labor of the people, and then take the coal and take all the economic benefit for themselves. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of talk in documentary right now about something that's been termed extractive filmmaking, which is where filmmakers come in from a place like New York into a place like West Virginia and get their story and get out and get the economic benefit of that. And so I was conscious of trying not to do that. And I hired some people on my crew who live in West Virginia or grew up in West Virginia. And I've tried to have the benefit of the film such as it is uh, go to Bo as well. Um, I hadn't really considered the, the similarities in the marketing aspects that you bring up, but I think that's that's a valid comparison. And obviously, I don't have the resources that a studio does. It's hard to get people to turn in, tune into a documentary. And I, I think especially right now when we're so close to the election, a lot of people just, if they're going to watch a movie, they may not want to think about politics anymore. And it's a matter of getting them to give it a try and realize that uh, – that Bo, whether or not you agree with his politics is a bit of a breath of fresh air in terms of how genuine and authentic he is and, and being in it for the right reasons. So it's definitely a challenge to, to get that message out there. And 
yeah, I think uh, there is some similarity between Bo's campaign and a campaign to try to get people to watch the film. I think um, a lot of it comes down to sometimes the struggles of the little guy to make an impact in whatever chosen profession or chosen uh, venture they put themselves in, whether it's Bo in West Virginia, yourself in Brooklyn, or myself here in, in Sydney. Um, we are all trying to make an impact with what we do. And um, I think a lot of times people don't do that because uh, a lot of things, it could be come down to fear. There's a, you mentioned before, Bo, a very religious man, and there's a, a hymn that you mentioned uh, that you feature in a movie, which is um, Fear is a Liar. Um, and I think that's really, I don't know too about you, but it really stands as a really kind of symbolic kind of uh, song in regards to uh, Bo's journey. Um, he really put his put himself out there. And I think whether yourself as a filmmaker, myself as a writer or anyone else out there, um, sometimes you have to take those first steps, don't you, and try to make an impact no matter the uh, big, uh, the struggle and no matter the obstacles against you. Yeah, and I mean, that song, getting into the film, is sort of an example of Bo's uh, humbleness because he told me that he was going to have a solo at church and what I took that to mean was that he was going to be part of a a choir and that he would have a short part that was a solo and what it actually turned out to be was him singing an entire song by himself alone on stage uh, a Christian rock song that he had chosen which as he says called Fear is a Liar and I think that meant a lot to him because you know, he had jumped into this area where he had no experience and no money and people telling him he was going to fail and trying to overcome that fear and do what he felt he needed to do. That was sort of his, there was his political campaign, but there was also that campaign for him to do that and to feel like he belonged uh, on this stage, even no matter what the results of the election turned out to be. Well, it's a very impactful scene in a, in a very great, um, impressive and great documentary. Uh, for, so for people out there, October 6th, available on demand, the campaign of Minor Bow. Uh, there's a website you can go to, minorbowfilm.com. And you're also having some uh, TV screenings as well over the next uh, month or so. Is that right? That's correct. If you're in the U.S., uh, the film is showing on uh, public television channels. It's um, going to be broadcast uh on the world channel, which is in about 72% of markets. And uh, so check your local listings for that. That's a shortened version of the film. So I do recommend that if you like it or you don't get the world channel to check out the on-demand release to get the full version. But uh, if you're not able to do that, the public television might be a good option for you. And for everyone, once again, October 6th, On Demand, you can go to minorbowfilm.com. You can buy the film there. You can find the screening dates there. Um, watch the trailer. I really recommend people watch this movie. I know we are in the middle um, of a big U.S. election that's just really dominant at the moment, but watching the movie like this really puts perspective on things like that. Um, and I just want to congratulate you, Todd, in regards to your uh, movie, and best of luck with the upcoming release. Thanks very much.